we're here today because uh, the shooting guard of the Rwanda Patriots put out a rap album. <laughs> he sure did, dropping a sophomore <laughs> project. Uh, this is one to look out for, folks. No, but that being said, the off season. Just my initial thoughts. You know, I've been smoking to this. I've been praying to this. I've been trying to get in touch with Jermaine. And I've always seen Cole as a little bit of a middle ground between Drake and Kendrick. Like if we're putting up a Mount Rushmore of like the last 10 years of rap, those three guys are definitely on it. And you can debate the fourth, probably Kanye. Um, But this is definitely closer to a Drake album. Uh, Certainly. He is clearly having more fun on this record than he has, like in like. You think he's having fun on this record? I compared to there, there is so little preaching on this record compared to a normal. Like it's bragging. It's more bragging than preaching. It's more bragging than preaching, and in my opinion, the you're right. It's more bragging than preaching, but he's still preaching. And the bragging makes the preaching preaching that much more obnoxious to me. I think that, like, this this is a record that has a bunch of slogans that you can put on a t-shirt. Like, it's all about, like, the grind and the hustle, the off-seat. Like, you know, this is one we're putting in the work. And he's, yeah. he's, like, you know, he's kind of removed the ego, but then he just throws it back on at the end. Like, he's, like... He's working, but he's talking about working. <laughs> yes, um, you know, I, Kobe, Kobe didn't talk about working. He just worked. <laughs> Before we get too far, I will be playing the role of the heel today. Uh, <laughs> I hate this album, <laughs> so I, I got words, but uh, you know, I don't want that to bog down our introduction here. I'm giving this album from the get go. I'm giving this about a seven point two, seven point three, which. I think is perfectly fine for a 36-year-old rapper. Because I think one of the big questions that this asks, and Cole himself put out a little mini docu- documentary before this came out, asking that question, what makes it so hard to be a good rapper as you get older? And I think that the answer to that question is usually a reluctance to change style like it's it's a fighting of mm. you know change cole doesn't exactly fall into that on this record he's not inventing the wheel by any any you know any means but no it feels old school it's definitely you can like, see him break out of that in one or two songs, but he's still he's flexing about being old when which is when you compare this to something like the blueprint three or like i don't know something like kanye like life of pablo black uh or yeezus like around there i think he 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 changes it up enough like just enough like i said he's not reinventing the wheel but he's also not doing the same exact cole stuff and i think yeah in in my I think one of the, be- the the best things about this record is when he flows, like just straight flows, like it's a boom bop instrumental and he's just going like a freestyle for 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, most of the album is that kind of classic 
boom bap flow. He breaks out of it for like two songs and does the the sort of modern triplets that you see, like almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just does that for two songs. It's not really present throughout the album. No, I agree. Now talking, so let's let's go track by track. Give some thoughts. Uh, some thoughts <laughs> on some highlights. <laughs> so you you start off with ninety five South. This to me is a very boring opening song. Like this did okay, not. Okay, so we're in agreement. Yeah, this did not get me excited for a record. It's kind of got like a Rick Ross vibe, um, which is fine. But again, this is not like an album opener. This is not like a stargazing or you know. It's it's very generic. There's nothing exciting instrumentally. It's it feels like a goddamn uh, like one of those rap apps. This feels like a sample track uh that they would give you like this this feels like autopilot just Mm -hmm. like violins very generic trap beat um and he's not saying anything interesting and it devolves into fuck the club up fuck the club up (laughs) you mean the hot one of the highlights of the whole astro world album (laughs) and and i guess this is like the, the the intro track shows where i fundamentally don't get on board because like that kind of chanting is not musically interesting. It's it's a vibe check. It's like, are you on? Bo- Do you feel hype? Are you on board? And it's like, if I'm and not, and this doesn't get me hyped enough. If, if I'm not feeling hype, there's nothing else. It's literally just chanting. No, I I think we're in agreement there. This is not a great <laughs> album opener by any means. Moving on, Amari again, kind of boring. It's uh, Amari's all right. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, me neither. I think me saying it's all right is high praise for me. It's taking, it's taking it. This album is taking a minute to warm up. My I li- think Amari's one of his more new school tracks. I agree. I agree. Um, but again, like, yeah, it just you'd think you to start a great rap record. You eat. You either need to go hard right off the bat, or you need to go like super soft and thoughtful, and then hard off the bat, like, and then hard. Or sorry, hard after that. But like, the there wasn't enough dynamicism, if that's if that's a word. It is to start this record. You know. Yeah, I mean, to tip my hand a little bit, I remember I was writing down my thoughts and I was like, last three songs, all right. Like, <laughs> I think he gets going at the end. The, the intro sucks. I think he gets going on my life. I think he has a really good run here. Um, for this, for, for that song, the same way that Cole, or yeah, the same way that Cole came on to 21's a lot, this is a lot. This is Cole's a lot with 21 coming on to it. Like, it's just, you know, nice. It's fun. It's bopping. This whole album has the dichotomy of uh, flexing and preaching. And I agree, the verses on this are great. The rapping's good. The chorus, the hook, is one of the weakest fucking things I've ever heard. Yeah. All I have is my life. That's like a fucking Linkin Park lyric. Yeah, more, more, <laughs> Moray. I don't know Moray, really. This is the first time he I've ever heard it. Well. He sings it well. He sings it well, but, like, it's... Yeah, it's it's not appealing. All I have is myself. It's me against the world. <laughs> but you know that's how Cole feels. This is do or die. Why do you th- why do you think he's playing basketball in Rwanda? 
<laughs> oh shit, that's what you're talking about? Yeah. Did you not know this? Is no. this news to you? He, uh, <laughs> this is news to me. He he sings it great. He's got a great voice. I just hate the lyrics. Yeah, J. Cole is a professional basketball player right now. <laughs> he plays for the Rwanda Patriots. <laughs> And he's, I think he's played like two or three games as of this recording, and he's averaged like maybe like three points, two rebounds, like very just like, he's basically playing my player from 2K, but in real life. Moving on, the next track, Applying Pressure, is probably my favorite track on the record because of what I was talking about before, that boom bop, straight, pure flow. Um... Also, it really got to me that uh, the the you know people acting like you don't do how you do it, so you got to do it in front of them. That is exactly how Ab Flexen talks, which made me laugh my ass off. And by the way, shout out to Ab Flexen. Go check him out on uh, SoundCloud. It's the Cole. It's the Cole thing of like, uh, oh god, the end of when he's got the ad lib. Which one is that? Bitch on Cole. Oh yeah, bitch. <laughs> That's um. <laughs> Forbidden fruit. I finally got a cool ad-lib. Like some cool stuff. I'll be at all the shows, everybody be like, bitch! 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 Yeah, I, like, I see bitch. that more as, like, the for- forbidden fruit thing. Like, he's having fun with that. Like, he's not... Well, that was it. I don't think he's having fun because he's preaching. He's like, this is how you do it. You pull yourself up by the bootstraps. For, like, <laughs> for, I'm saying for, like, uh, the ad-lib for, like... You gotta do it. How you do? Like he knows that's ridiculous. <laughs> but he says it in his lines too. Like that's his thesis. Is like, why am I the greatest? Because I was the greatest. I've been out here struggling. <laughs> hey, look, he doesn't care. He he doesn't care. He makes it very apparent on this record that he doesn't care for rappers pretending to be rich. I respect that. If you're like he says, if you're broke, talk about being a broke rapper. And if you're rich, never shut up about how much money you make. <laughs> Keep talking about it. <laughs> it's ta- funny, man. Because is it on this one? I have the lyrics up. It says, uh, "Yeah, he says uh, money ain't everything." I never say that. Never. It's like I'm just gonna talk about hundreds of millions of dollars for like fucking forty percent of this album. It's not everything. It's just like ninety nine percent of everything. Well, to go to, I'm going to skip punching the clock because it's less than two minutes long. Um, That's one good verse, and then he just kind of stops making it a song. He he devolves into, see, like, I, I like when you throw in a quote or, like, you start talking on a song, but it's, like, the second part of punching the clock, he just starts, like, saying what the song's about. And it's like, dude, your job as a rapper <laughs> is, like, you're supposed to write a song where <laughs> you express that through lines. <laughs> set to rhythm you don't just talk the rapping (laughs) (laughs) supposed to rap (laughs) 100 mil is i think where where our thoughts on this record emblematically differ this song says to me that the by Basically, this song is saying, I work, I work, I work. Therefore, and and the byproduct of that is my hundreds of millions. And I've earned the right to brag about that. What what he's trying to say is, 
focusing on money is not how you get rich. It's like you only get rich when you don't give a shit about money. Like you, when you just work, that's when you get rich. But you know, I mean, it's it's his central theme here is like, it's not about the money. The money is a result of my work. I didn't work for the money. The money is just like I'm proud of it because it's my work. It's crap. I'm proud of it because it's an emblem of my work. It's crap. If I just it's... got money, it would mean nothing. To right. Me. Now, the, it's the off season. This is when I'm grinding. This is when I'm working. This is, you know, I. <laughs> and that's a good message. But it's like looking at these, like just listening to this album. I listened to the whole thing twice. You hear. If you're not talking about the money, there's so little on this that isn't about the money. It's like I respect that message, but you are, you won't shut the fuck up about the money. <laughs> <laughs> just stop with the goddamn money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the paradox of rap where it's like he's working hard and his job is saying how hard he works. So he's working really hard to to come up with different ways of saying how hard he works. I agree. No, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's the it's the self-fulfilling prophecy the cycle right. going over and it's, over. It's, the it, snake it is literally pulling yourself tail. up by the bootstraps. <laughs> it's it's generating confidence is generating wealth out of nowhere like out of sheer willpower right right it just doesn't make for compelling poetry because <laughs> there's only so many ways you can say i worked hard right and this is 12 songs about i worked hard I, I i i get exactly and i get to a point where i'm like could you fucking write me a poem like could you <laughs> could you make art instead of just talking about making art i think the closest thing to a poem might be Let Go of My Hand. Let Go of My Hand is my favorite song on this album. It's the only one I would revisit. It's That song is great. That is your obligatory thoughtful track. And <laughs> Cole is really, really good at those. Like, I think that's the one thing he will never lose as he goes forward. Also, Boss is the low-key MVP of this record. <laughs> I agree. Like, he's popping up on what? Three tracks? Four tracks? Yeah, I, I like when you get... um Like, that's how on To Pimp a Butterfly, Bilal was just on, like, five different tracks. It's like, all right, Bilal, you're really, like... <laughs> I like when they, they just get an artist that really influences the sound of the whole album. I like when someone features several times. Yeah. No, you can tell, like, it's clearly... It's clearly a mini collaboration within itself, which is really cool. Like, you, you can tell that they made their own thing in this bigger thing. I think Let Go of My Hand is the only story he tells on the track. Everything else is referencing the fact that he grew up on the streets, the fact that he worked hard. Let Go of My Hand is the only, like, biographical detail. Like, I was, list I was zoning out as I was listening to his album, and when he said the line... Uh, you know, like my son let go of my hand. I was like, oh, shit. This is like, this is something. Now he's actually like. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's the obligatory deep song, but it's <laughs> it's the only thing I could really. Uh, <laughs> but no, I agree. It's, it's talk. It, it, it is a story. And the story, like, there are no wet dreams on this record. Like, there's nothing like that. And Cole is really freaking good at telling stories. So if you if you had had three more let go of my hands and three less, like yeah, 
Amari's I, I, 95 South. I think this is a much, much better record. I think that's exactly right. Because um, I'm a fan of Cole. I, I want to put this back at, and I want to edit this in the front of the podcast. I love Cole. <laughs> I bought Born Sinner on CD. as He flexed. He had a line where he was like, I've been rapping since CDs were a thing. <laughs> yeah, like, it means you old, CD. Cole. <laughs> You're old, um, Jermaine. <laughs> but but yeah no i mean it's it's he's a good storyteller there's no fucking stories on this album it's all references to things in the past but not he doesn't go into it he's like life was tough when i grew up it's like all right tell me and about he's like, it i worked hard it's like yeah but i knew that um, <laughs> i knew you worked hard <laughs> oh like, also uh, i appreciate your love for the craft but <laughs> i only want to hear so much about some it point. and yeah stop talking <laughs> Um, rappers. Oh, rap. by, by, by the way, 95, uh, I thought it was the year 95, but it is in fact the I-95, the I-95 highway is where he grew up. You did not think that 95 South sounded like a high. <laughs> I thought it was like I was in the South in 1995, <laughs> <laughs> which he was. <laughs> South, 1995. It's the little, it's the little <laughs> subtitle as they're zooming in on the house. I, I am very interested to see what comes after this. I think this is a huge kind of fulcrum in his career, because um, he's definitely he he is entering the final phase. Like it, he's he's going to be forty in a couple years. Rappers only have, you know, so long of a shelf life. And I, like, as we were saying with the with the storytelling thing, tell more stories. Do, like, it, it, you, you get into this almost Eddie Murphy trap of where the guy is so removed from his normal life from his upbringing from the things that made him so funny that he literally goes i have nothing to talk about right now like you know i don't live yeah. a life like i am a celebrity now you, you see it with punk and metal artists where it's like their sound is youthful anger and it's it's about being a nobody and then suddenly you're somebody and you're old and you're rich <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, it, I'll, it's, you know, so, so many, so many artists struggle with this. <laughs> this is a tough, think, tough question to ask. I think Jay-Z did uh, shockingly well. Jay-Z is one of the few, and I think Cole can take a little bit of a lesson from it on this album. Jay has this weird way of making you feel like you of making twenty five million dollars seem like twenty five dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is, you know, like on story of OJ, for example, when he's talking about you know when he could have bought the house in Dumbo for a million and now it's worth twenty five million. Like, P, you 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 get that everyone's lost. A potential bet, you know. Everyone skipped out on the Bitcoin when it was a dollar, you know. The story of OJ put soul into the money talk. 
Like he literally lays out like this is why it's emotionally important to me to talk about my money. Yes. And is and particularly with the older rapper, he talks about his kid. Cole talks about the kid. Like that's got to I think that's got to be a big big thing for these guys. That's one of the few real things that you're always going to sustain throughout your career. Like, you know, yeah, and it the dynamic. Hand. No, no, I was just gonna say that parent-child dynamic. You know, that's that's universal. Let go my hand is the diamond in the rough because um, what it talks about is a, a really core issue, and it's something I think about with the American Dream or, or any kind of hero story where like the hero has kids. You get this scrappy upstart; they are heroic they they do well because they had to get tough and then they have a kid and you want what's best for your kid but you make them soft right like that's what this song is about where it's let, let go of my hand like don't over protect me just because you have the means mm-hmm. um and it's it's really one of those fundamental questions of life which is like how do you take care of your kids without making them soft especially as as uh a, an incredibly successful artist yeah, so anyway, Let, Let Go My Hand is the only song I would really feel like revisiting. I think it's got like an outcast flow to it, honestly. Just the way the way he sort of interrupts himself mid-sentence, it, it felt very Andre. Um, but we, we were going song by song. We jumped over Pride is the Devil. That's another one where the rap is great. Lil Baby kills it. But I fucking hate the hook. Pride is the Devil. Yeah, it's... <laughs> now that, that, like, they're... That is that just, like, that's a coal sound that we've heard a thousand times. And it's, <laughs> well, just the, like, the lyrics I've never very... been, I've, like, it, ugh, I'm I'm not a, like, like you said, Lil Baby kills it, but that hook is just, <laughs> like, it's, cause it's not, devil... it's, it's, it's like pseudo soul. It's not soul. <laughs> right. Well, and it's 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 also like I I know this is the dichotomy. Like this is what makes him an interesting person, where he he flexes, but he also sees the vanity in that. But he jumps back and forth so much on this album between like hundred mil, hundred mil, hundred mil. Pride's bad, greed's bad. Hundred mil, pride's bad. Don't yo don't let that get out of. <laughs> and it just it exhausts me by the end. Like I know that there's I know that's uh, a struggle that he has, where it's like how do I flex and also. Like, I understand that the flexing is dangerous, it's led to bad things, but, mm-hmm. like, then stop fucking flexing! <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. It, it really ruins the flexing tracks for me. Um, I think that somebody like Kendrick puts the flexes in just enough. Like I, like I said at the jump, the call... On the grand scale of things, Cole is in the middle of Drake and Kendrick, and, you know... Obviously, I like Drake as well. I like Kendrick better. Um, you have, I th- for Kendrick, you have maybe two brags to every eight, you know, pieces of wisdom, so to speak. And he's a lot more self-deprecating. Like usually when he usually when he brags, he's like in character, and it's like meant to make a mockery of the bragging yes. in some way. Yes, you very rarely hear him actually bragging. But yeah, the lyrics of Pride is the Devil, <laughs> just to overanalyze this hook. So Pride is the Devil, that's a fine line. It's a little cliche, but it's it's deep. 
but the the other two lines. So it's Pride is the Devil. I think it's got a hold on me. Pride is the Devil. It made so many R.I.P. It just it. Those are throwaway lines. Like I I thought of a couple, like because uh, <laughs> I couldn't remember what the lines were. I just remember Pride is the Devil. And I'm sure that's what you remembered. I, I, you like I'm sure you didn't have the other two lines in your head. Like it, you can just fill in anything. Like pride is the devil. Uh, it'll get you down. Pride is the devil. But I don't want that around. Up. Yeah, pride <laughs> is the devil. <laughs> yeah, it's not saying anything besides pride is bad. <laughs> Th- those other lines are so obligatory. <laughs> so at some point, I got I got the five corniest lines on this album. <laughs> that's my list for today. I dig it. Um, I dig it. <laughs> my uh, let but, me yeah. i i hope actually no let me let me hear this list <laughs> i want to <laughs> yeah, see yeah, right i want to see if my favorite line is on it <laughs> <laughs> all right so let me pull it up uh so yeah i, I just th- there are some lines that i thought were really bad so one of them is well we already talked about this hook uh my life is all i have my rhymes my pen my pad i just feel like those kinds of it's do or die cliches like this is me i can't be anything but me like it's it's very cliche and very high school and just i would i would it's played out i would take it out because there's other good lines in the hook but that's on the low end of things we we already talked about another one i hate which is money ain't everything i never say that never (laughs) and it's like all right on a technical you never right i do believe that you don't think it's everything but you are really obsessed with it (laughs) Became obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, that's his. Uh, that's just, his qualifier. And it's just on this album, man. I'm not even talking about J. Cole. It just came through on this album. You're right. talking about it a lot, man. Right. <laughs> Next. So this one's spoken, but I just thought it was so. So in the intro to, I forget what song it is, but this shit can go one of two ways. It can go up, and it can go down. Either way, I'm prepared. You feel me? <laughs> but what if it's sideways? what if what if shit don't happen it's like bad motivational speaking it's it this is the guy who would come to your high school and talk to you about like not doing drugs it's one of the nike t-shirt slogans (laughs) i just like that are just that are rampant on this album unfortunately this kind of thing where it's like it's i would describe it as artless where it could be motivational i'm sure plenty of people Listen to this when they're getting ready for a game or they're working out or, you know, they're doing whatever. But it's like, it's just not art. Like when you're literally like, life gets tough sometimes. It's also good sometimes. You know what you do when it gets tough? (laughs) You keep going. (laughs) When the going gets tough, the tough get going. That'll be 1099, please. I, I can see why it's compelling. Like if you need to hear that today, go get it. But it's just not uh, poetically interesting. <laughs> I I highly recommend to everyone listening, go check out Supreme Dreams video on uh, the off season. Um, <laughs> not to spoil it, but it's basically <laughs> it's, you know this guy walks in, and his friends are like you know all like dressed in like church clothes, and they're <laughs> he's like. You listen to the new J. Cole album? I changed my life to the new J. Cole album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like my 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 biggest criticism of this album is he talks about change and he talks about motivation, 
but it it rarely gets personal. It's less, yes, and it's less inspiring that way. I'm more motivated by like 2014 Forest Hills, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's because it's like you got to change. Why you got to change? Because change is important. All right. Look at me. I changed. I did it. Uh, and you can too. How? You got to do it. <laughs> I changed, but you, you don't want to hear about that now. <laughs> <laughs> so we also got, I read a couple lines of the Quran. I know there's wisdom in there. Which like, I'm not, what I want to hear is just like, show me. You got a quote? Like, did any particular line spark an interest in you? You want to write a song about that maybe? He just says, I read a couple, I, I fucked around with the Quran. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it, it's, there's it's, some good stuff in there. It's a Trumpism. I've read the Bible. It's a lovely book. That, that I don't mind terribly just because of the follow up where he's like, I don't have the consistency for it. Right. So like why, you know, I, th- I think it's appropriate because he clearly got just like a vibe, you know, if you yeah, asked it's, him. It's a recognition of, of. A transcendentalism, where it's like, there's wisdom in all the religions. They've all got something good to say. But it just but comes I, off as like... like... I am not the guy to... No, but I, I agree. It can sound a little Trumpy, like, Bible, great book. <laughs> <laughs> I read the Quran. There's good stuff in that Quran. <laughs> good stuff in that Quran. Good stuff. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I feel like it would be fixed if you just like quoted it a little bit. Like, just put, pull out one good line from the Quran. <laughs> Yeah, come I don't on. Know. <laughs> and uh, my least favorite line on the album: "Everybody cries once in a while, but how long till you smile?" That line is some weak sauce shit. <laughs> that's a really, really bad line. That's that's like that's some like teenage. Yeah. So th- there's a lot on here. That's it goes back to my my core complaint which is it's motivation just for motivation's sake and it's preaching just for preaching's sake it's like you don't have anything to say it's just like what what are you preaching like you need god in your life all right sometimes it gets bad and you need god i had a life it got bad i had god <laughs> well the fact of the matter was <laughs> shit costs money and i needed to make an album but <laughs> <laughs> um no that that is that's a line that you. That's a line that Cole probably saw like on AIM in two thousand five. <laughs> got lodged in there. It's like, damn, I remember that shit. <laughs> that yeah, shit spoke again, to me. And it's and it's sung, which is awful. Like this would be almost excusable if 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 it were rapped. Uh, but again, it's it's one of those awful hooks. Everybody cries once in a while, but how long until you smile? Um. It's it's my complaint of uh, Hendrick on Taylor Swift's Bad Blood. <laughs> it's almost like someone else wrote his lines because it's literally like, sometimes it gets bad and I was feeling sad, but then I got glad. <laughs> now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> I mean, we got to look at, for that one, we got to look at, uh, you know, demographic. But that, that is just like, they're like, could you tone down the everything? <laughs> They've heard of you. They know you're a good rapper, but like they've—I don't think they've ever really <laughs> I, listened. <laughs> I've heard him in interviews talk about that, and he was like, "Oh, Taylor Swift. I, I, I have so much respect for her as an artist. She's amazing." <laughs> He's the anti Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's it. If you stuff that line somewhere deep 
um, in like a crooked smile. I was just thinking a crooked smile. Then it, touch what God already put his paintbrush on. Like if you just stuff it in there and say something clever after, you know, for like a full bar, then it works. Sung on its own definitely does not. <laughs> yeah, but those are th- those are the worst lines to me. And uh, maybe the one that encapsulates my opinion the most is, again, this was a spoken line. This shit can go one of two ways. It can go up or it can go down. Either way, I'm prepared. <laughs> Either way, we got it. <laughs> I'm fucked up. You fucked up. But if God got us, we're going to be all right. My favorite line on the record was, um, and again, I'm sorry because it does mention money, uh, but it's true. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's never a good look when someone, when a celebrity is outright salty on Twitter, like a guy like KD does it way too much. But I do think they get to give like a middle finger to the internet trolls every once in a while. And... Uh, but that's the thing. It should be an internet. It should be a middle finger, not like a. I'm gonna pull over my car and yell at you. For right, two right, right, right. <laughs> but from one of my favorite tracks, "Applying Pressure," if you broke and clown and a millionaire, the joke is on you, because it really is. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I was sitting with that one today because I knew I was gonna get on the internet and uh, clown on a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jokes on you, bitch. <laughs> There was another one where it was like, some people make millions, some people make memes. It wasn't on this album, but it's, it's something he said in the past. <laughs> well, the fact that we're releasing this album with a meme on it is going to look really bad for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Once again, we are quite big J. Cole fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing about this album This is, is not hate. It's, it's meant to be motivational, and I can totally see why you would vibe with this. It's it, Like I said, at the, at the first track... Are you getting on or are you getting off? If you're not immediately swept up in motivation, I guess. If you're not immediately hype, uh, there's not any craft on this album that'll keep you interested. Mm-hmm. No, you missed. You missed, I missed the, the hype train. train. You seriously <laughs> I, missed I literally the train. Missed the hype all, train yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I waited. I waited. I knew there was another train coming in like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I had a pretty good ride home, but, you know, it could have been better. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now like i said before uh, i give it about a seven two it is i say solid but unspectacular you are not a fan give it a number rating i give it a four round number rookie score come on <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the way i think about the i'm trying to get away from out of 10 and the way i think of it is i wouldn't revisit any of these songs and so my, my true rating is like not on my radar. <laughs> this will not this will not uh make it into my discography. It's not the worst album. There's good no, parts on it. It's not. just not anything I'm interested in. Um most three quarters of this album I vibe with very much. A quarter of it I find incessantly boring. Um <laughs> You know, this it, not a classic, but like I said, as a listen through, not a bad listen through, has has motivational messages that are not. It's not trying to do too much with those motivational messages, but it does have them. Um, 
And of course, and of course, we're in agreement. Give me more storytelling. Like, let go of my hand. Like, funny. If you're in a, if you're in a place serious, to get hyped, like, if you're in a place to get hyped, this will hype you. Yes. Which is why applying pressure is like my favorite track on the record. That's like the first one that just starts banging, banging, banging. Let's go, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Apply some goddamn pressure. My rating is favorite. Let go my hand, and then. Never look at the album. <laughs> I'll put Let Go My Hand on, like, the greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was actually, that was going to be my follow-up question. Anything make the J. Cole, the make the greatest hits album? Yeah, for me, it's it's just Let Go My Hand. Let Go My Hand, possibly applying pressure. Um, and then maybe, I don't know, I think the, I think... A lot of people will say the climb back. I think that's that's on the edge for me. That's on the mm-hmm. edge. Oh, and I I don't want to make it seem like I'm morally upset at this album. It's not just the messaging. Like I just don't think the rap is very interesting. No, it's it's you know it's a message. Like musically, it doesn't work for me either. It, it, I'm not I'm not just out here like he talked about money. It's <laughs> it's not the message isn't terribly compelling, but you know there could be more interesting ways to do it. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's get a top five from you. What 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 tracks? Like you're putting a Spotify playlist. What tracks are you putting on it? Five in no particular order. I'm gonna go. I'll say my life. The twenty one verse is very good. Um, it is applying pressure, like I said. Uh, let go my hand. The climb back. That's four. And that's that's tough. That is tough. Hmm. Probably one hundred mil. Cause I gotta give gotta give some love to boss. I think I'm more hook averse than you are. Like a hook can make me never want to listen to the song again. <laughs> Cause I, I agree on um on my life the, the verses are great, but the hook makes me never want to hear it again. <laughs> I can zone out a little bit during a uh, <laughs> a not so great rap hook as long as it you know doesn't focus on that. That's the beauty of most of this rap. It's not the rock and roll, you know, white people dance to the chorus kind of thing. <laughs> That's that is a stunning take, and I completely agree. Rock the verse is an afterthought. A lot of rock verses are super weak, and it's like get back to the chorus. As da- uh, as Dave Grohl said, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. <laughs> no, but there's so many rock songs where like the verse might as well not even be there, and, and and rap is the reverse. I love that take. But now the the Spurtifer playlist, my top five off season songs: J Cole, in no particular order, My Life, Applying Pressure, One Hundred Mil, Let Go My Hand, and The Climb Back. All right, fuck yeah. This has been therapeutic for me. <laughs> i've sat we cole cole like other saints has to be you know sat down discussed his philosophies you know all you must that discuss stuff. aquinas right there's one does not read aquinas <laughs> it's for intellectual debate well thanks for sitting down with us at the bar talking about music what makes us feel what makes us think it's a very deep podcast we run here at we love lists 
lists if you're of digging emotions, w- of pure emotion. If this is your favorite album of all time, convince me, please talk to me. Uh, let me know at We Love Lists Pod on Twitter. Uh, tell me what you like about it, or you can just call me a. Or you can just slander him on the internet because he is not a millionaire, so the joke will definitely not be on him. Or sorry, it will not be on you. Uh, follow us at We Love List Pod for uh, audience interaction, uh, Twitter polls. They'll make their way onto the show. Let us know if there's any other uh, music you want our take on. This is a new thing for us, just talking about an album. Uh, I didn't think we'd fill a full podcast, but here we are. Hey, this podcast has basically, basically came back during the height of COVID. So th- we're now that we're actually getting albums now. We can actually talk yeah. about some fucking albums. So tell us what albums, what music, what to listen to, what's the song, what's the saga. Give us a hot take. We'll rank your hot take. We'll tell you how trash your tastes are. Give us the best Jermaine Cole songs of all time. Give us everything. But yeah, I've been Terry Kleins here with Christian McCartney. We love lists. Signing off. Cole. Cole World. Ah oh, fuck, we let Nas down. <laughs>